Hold up, son. Word. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For real, because who ain't got no feelings? Feelings. Check it out now. Welcome back, everybody. Hope uh, hope everybody's doing well, staying safe. Back back again with my father. We have uh, finally a, a, a little bit of news on on what's going to be going on with Ben for next season. Concrete news, I should say. Uh, but first off, you know how you doing today, Dad? I am doing well. Happy Friday to everyone. We generally do this podcast on Friday. I think um, be great to hear back some feedback from whoever may listen. I know we have also talked about having some others come on with us, so we we probably do that soon, definitely before the draft. But um, yeah, it's a good Friday. Um, had some news this week, and like we say every week, we hope to always have some news. So you know, we're gonna dive right into it. So first off, very surprising that this contract that Ben decided to go with, uh, not solely because, I guess like. I guess I was just more surprised because he, he gave back money. Um, and there were a lot of people that I, like, for instance, like we were just mentioning, you know, Steelers Depot and uh, Ian Whetstone, a few other people that that follow Steelers football, you know, pretty closely were, weren't even saying that, you know, you know, yeah, right. Like he'd give back money. Yeah. Um, but, but he did. So, you know, and obviously uh, Ben said he, he didn't care about playing for, you know, anything less than the veteran, you know, playing for the veterans minimum this year. Um, and obviously he got his money up front in a sign-in bonus, but regardless, he's not going to be making much money to actually play this year. So, you know, I will, uh, I will just, never advocate for a player to get back money. Ever. No, no <laughs> they, what, they don't have to. They, no, I mean, like it's not, they it's should, not their they obligation. Should, like they should not, not in the NFL. Definitely. Cause they, no, not this way. The contracts are structured, but, I, I think it was whatever the gesture was, he did not have to do it. So anybody should say, man, that's a good gesture. I think you just got to give, you know, you got to clap your hands and say, hey, man, he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it at this point. He could have restructured the deal in a certain way and got all this money. But for him to, you know, basically give back money for this year for the, the team to use, that that was great because, I mean, you, <laughs> if you take his salary this year and compare it to the rest of the other NFL quarterbacks, it's a joke. Yeah, they said it's it's fourteenth uh, that yeah, like it's a joke right now. So it's a joke. So, and that's before any new signings or any deals. And I guarantee you'll be outside the, the top fifteen soon. So, um, yeah, it's is. I know. I wanted you to go ahead and give some of the actual numbers, so we so we can talk about that too. So I mean, it's one. Is it one point seven five mil? Is a little little less. Little less his, than his, two mil is his base salary. I think yeah. that's the veteran. I think that's the veteran minimum. So he yes, got sir. service time, so he can only get the veteran minimum. As, as him and uh, him and Cam Hayward have this are playing for the same the same salary mm-hmm. this year. That's the same salary. Yeah. Um, so they basically, you know, if, if people out there don't know, players get paid weekly. Um, so basically, I think they're going to go to 17 games again this year. So you basically 17, you know, one, whatever the minimum is divided by 17. And that's their check they get every week. A 
a game check, like a paycheck for the rest of us. So then, so then he got 15 mil uh, up front, and that's in addition to he was already scheduled, like he was already you know scheduled to get some money. But obviously, he was signing the new contract. This is his numbers for this year, but he had a dead cap already. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. his his dead cap now is 35.2 mil. Um, which, but obviously he'll be playing, so it doesn't really, doesn't really and matter. I, his cap hit is 26 mil. Sorry, where were we saying that? I, I think, I think the 35 would be spread over the other years. Right. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw his number, his cap hit, if he doesn't come back next year, will be 10. I don't know, but whatever you say, I believe. I, no, I, I mean, that, that, that's what, that's what I saw. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think they've actually come out with, I can't remember if they've actually is, come out with the, the official numbers or not. I've seen people come out with, like, I guess they're, like, you know, obviously Rap Sheet and all that came out with numbers. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be something close to that because obviously Spotrack is, is going off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, yeah. they said they said next year that it is supposed to be, uh, like, a little over 10 mil would be his dead cap if, if we, you know, he's all, no longer on the team. So, um. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. I mean, basically, he. Oh yeah, of course. That's nothing. Um, The the, the new contract gets to spread it out over some years. So, once again, I tell people this, and I know others out there always talk about we so bad with the cap. I this is the way they operate. They don't operate with. They they play to win within the rules every year, and for for the Steelers, they operate up to the cap every year I don't, I don't think there's been a year in in the last 20 years where they hadn't tried to operate up to the cap which means they try to spend all their money that they can uh, a certain way um i think next year they they have probably been planning for the last four or five years to get to this point with the cap where they're going to be next year i think this is probably next year or probably being i don't know the number maybe we can find it before we get off today but next year's cap will probably be the biggest amount of money they've had probably combined over the last decade, at least, um, with the cap number. And this is before any new signings or any new money going into next year. But this is what I've been saying and you and I have been saying over the last few podcasts is they have money to spend, but they're going to spend it wisely. They, they probably got... They if you do got... want to know that, sorry to cut you okay. off, but no, it's, it's 146 they have top yeah. top top 51. So it's... And, and we know for some of the older guys it's on their last deals, they probably won't be resigned, or if they do, it'll be a cheap deal. So let's uh, let's just say because uh, TJ Watt would yeah, get paid big money. That's it. I was gonna say so. Let let's just say it's was at 120. So if you pay, let's say 100, 120, 115 with anticipated and signing uh, Watt because mm-hmm. he's going to be 25 to, to 30 mil. So that, that's going to eat away some of that cap space right there. I, I think, I think you know, we talked about before, they're going to sign, they're going to try to sign a couple people this year. They're, Ooh, they're, they're for- Jack. They, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm seeing uh, Villanueva's calculated market value right now. Cause I keep oh, yeah. I, I keep seeing people say that oh they might resign them I'm like not at that number. No, um, no I I I Villanueva has earned the right to go make a little more money with somebody else. 
I'm just being honest with you. So, and for the Steelers, I think it's also time that they think a little more in the future. And this is why they probably had a good sit down with Ben to say, hey, man, you're not, <laughs> and I'm saying this for the podcast, Ben, you're a great quarterback. You have been a great quarterback for us. But we can see it. We know, and you're not built like a Tom Brady. You you haven't even done what Tom has done physically over the last decade to try to play in your 40s. We see it. We see, like, your, your, Ben's whole game was predicated on, majority of his game was predicated on uh, his backyard, backyard football. Yes, his physicalness. Through the injuries, old age, his playing time, people, I keep telling people, Ben is about to come up on night, is it 18 or 19 years of playing? Like, generally nobody makes it past 10, 11, 12. We talking mean, to, about ni- for, 19 For reference, years. everybody else that's in his class is retired, so. Yeah. Um, and the Steelers, and the Steelers recognize they have enough good players on their team. It, it's kind of time to turn the page. They, you know, this year, they they put a lot into the last couple of years trying to win. And when I say a lot, the way they do things. So then, and every year they're gonna try to win, but they know it's time to to move on. And they put their put themselves in a space for next year. And that's why I think this year is just as important to get some more talent. Because I think we said this on the podcast last week. Get everything ready for the new quarterback to be successful. So he doesn't have to come in and be the savior or be the guy right away. And I, and, and, this I think, is, and this is what Ben stepped into when he first started. He I came think it's important that you said that too, Dad. I think yeah, it's he, really, really important that you phrased it like that. He, but, he, he, ben came into the team. Well, only thing he had to do, Jim, there, and, and I know you don't remember this being as young as you are. When he came in 19 years ago and started playing, he I don't think he threw the ball more than 10, 15 times a game. He turned around and handed the ball off, and he also, they had a great defense. And as they all progressed over the next couple of years, they won a Super Bowl, went back to another because Ben was getting better every year. And they and they what a quarterback does, and this is what a quarterback A quarterback can win you games Breaking up and hide some of your deficiencies from the rest of the team. <laughs> you're breaking up a little bit, that. Oh. But um, no, you're you're good now. But um, no, you're right. Like I and and I and that's another reason that I believe they bring Ben back is because you don't expect a court like you don't want your quarterback playing as as they say hero ball. No. Um, if if that if that's what it is, and so be not, it. But not I'm, early in his career. Not early in his career. Uh, if, if the quarterback got to get it, I say this about every team. If he has to come in and be the guy right away, like you're looking at some of the teams in the league, what teams in the league got a, a quarterback that you would look at and be like, he's Super Bowl ready to win one? I ain't, I ain't seen but one, and that's been Mahomes. But guess what? Mahomes sat the first year. Yeah. The team was ready for him the, the second year. If if I had to if I had to think any anybody like that's close off a of pure quarterback strength, it'd probably be Herbert. 
from what I saw yes. last year. But I mean, yeah. like he, he but was, his team, but his team is not good. You right. see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, yeah, you got this quarterback. Yeah, another year. I mean, his first year then went down. So now it's like it's up to them to hurry up and get a team ready for him because you know, you know, they, he's on a rookie deal. So you know what happens in four more years. <laughs> we got to. And now you got to get more players in. You, you, San Diego's on the clock. I mean, well, LA is on the clock. No, for for sure. So, but before before we do, because I I do want to talk a little bit about the the team and the future of the position, a little bit of that stuff today. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, so obviously, you know, as we were saying before we got on, that the the cap space with the rollover from twenty twenty has us at around like eight million with. Ben's like recent recent extension. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think? Because I the the names that I still have on here to be done with anything, I think there's like five. So we got Hayden, Hayden to it, Nelson DeCastro, and then Vince Williams. So I'm assuming. You you still were saying you don't you don't think they're gonna extend Hayden or or what do you think they're gonna do with that? Because I'm, I'm I'm I don't just... I don't I don't think in the press now that you're under the cap and, and let's also remember that eight mil you gotta also say well five or six of that is for draft picks so basically we we two million which ain't a lot of money and this is before you do anything else to anybody else but if I if I'm looking at right now. If I'm only really paying seven mil to Hayden, I know he got a 15 million cap, but he you straight. You don't owe him any more money next year. He's 30, about to be 32. I would go to the other side where the guys play well, which is Nelson. He's only 28. I would definitely sign him to another three-year deal. Um, along with, you know. Sutton or or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think I, I definitely think we should. I mean, even even before doing any of that stuff, I, I think we should bring Sutton back because yeah. I'm like I I think we can but, get him. But the other part of bringing anybody back, and this is why I think it's important to try to negotiate with them now, is because once they get the free agency, man, I'm telling you, is no is no way you can say I'm definitely going to get a guy back now. You know, going into the negotiation room with somebody right now, you're only negotiating against yourself. So you hopefully when you talk to the agent is that you guys agree a good bit to where you be like, what, what we're talking about on our side and then what you're talking about on your side, we agree into a lot. Let's make this happen now. Unfortunately, most time you go in, some of these guys are going to be like, no, Either you're going to give me all I want or I'm going to go to free agency. Or on the other side of that, the team's going to be like, we're going to let you go to free agency so you can see what you're worth because we're willing to take that risk. Um, and we just don't know that. We we don't know that as fans sitting on the outside, what is going on from either side or whatever. They even call and negotiate. But I, I, I truly believe for the Steelers' point of view, for the product that's on the field, they can't afford to lose any of their quarterbacks, really. So, and what I say about that is you can lose one, but you can't lose both of the guys that's free agents right now or will be free agents. So I'm like, now that you're under the cap, 
you need to sign. If if, if you don't sign but one person right now before the deal for the free agency start, I just feel like it got to be one of those corners, and that's Sutton or uh or um what's the guy's name? Um, Nelson. No. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Hilton. Hilton. You can't let Nelson or Hilton both leave. Yeah, I saw. I saw somebody said that Hilton Hilton might get some pretty good money this off season. Which yeah. I mean, again, I, I the way the way that he plays, like I, I I think me and you had talked about it during the season. I'm like he he's just too important. Like he's he's just too good of a yeah. player for for somebody to not be like, man, we could because I'm like this dude making tackles, make you know deflect deflect and pass. I mean, he's doing everything you ask of, of somebody in the secondary. Yeah. So yep. I'm just, I, I'm just I like. I, I think I think the worst part about him is his coverage skills. You know what I mean? Like I think he just he's pretty average as as covering guy, but everything he else he does is above average. And to be that little, you right. know what I mean? Like like absolutely. But but he's like a guy you bring onto another successful team, and like you, he just makes your team better. Well, because especially like, like if you think about the team I saw was the 49ers, I'm like, yeah. man, you your front seven is so good that you're probably not even expecting dudes to be back there in coverage all like that super long. Nope. Um, and, and, and for Hilton as a player, you're talking about a guy who was never drafted. So he this is probably going to be the only <laughs> shot he got to maximize the money he can make. Mm-hmm. And I know they have a number. He and his agent has probably talked for two years about a number. And now that he's actually got to unrestricted free agency, if you ain't going to match his number, he's going to go out in free agency to see what he can get. I mean, that's just right. And I'm going to say this again. I think every player should get what they can get. And that, that ain't talking about a Steelers fan. That's just talking about, a, you know, a guy that's sitting on the sideline that works for a living. And I want every penny that I can get when I work. So it, it's, it's, it's an employee-employer thing. And, 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 and being a free agent is the one time these guys can go out and see what they can get. So, so, so you think they could cut Hayden, though? You think it's possible? I just don't think you can. Because if you cut Hayden, dude, you have nothing. So you, you think, have. So you just want, you were saying, like, just keep them, like, pretty much the same thing with Ebron. Like, just, yeah, just, just, yeah, let, them, like, just let them play out the contract and then just next they're year. They're both cheap. I'm not saying don't draft one. I'm not saying don't bring another free agent in. I'm just saying for the makeup of your team today, you just cannot afford to lose both of those guys. You have nothing. You have nothing left. Ebron is really a glorified receiver, but I mean, like you have nothing left. You have nothing proven left. Period. So at this point, there's no way. I'm just saying at this point, there's no reason to cut those guys until you have something better. No, that's under, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, yeah, so. But you so would probably I, say the most likely one then to get cut would be Vince Williams. Yes, and that's because you have probably a younger, I ain't going to say better, I'm just saying a younger, probably a, a step faster guy, but definitely better in coverage. Maybe not as good as in, 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 uh, just, just younger legs. Yeah. Just younger legs. And, 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 uh, what's, what's his name be? Um, Spillane. Spillane. 
So I'm like, if there's one guy that I would think would be cut, would be Vince Wiz. And, and I'm advocating for him not to be cut, but I'm like, we answering this question, and you're like, okay. Well, so, so the other thing with that is, well, I don't even, well, that's a, that's a good point. But so what about, so you would probably say what, the most likely out of our big free agents, would, if we were going to bring him back, would be Juju? Uh, if I had to bring one of the big ones back, it would be Juju. Because I'm like, if I'm looking at both sides of the ball, offense and defense, the offense needs a lot of help right now. Like, you don't even have an offense right now. Period. Like, you, you just don't. So, we you got have... You got a quarterback, three linemen, three receivers, and a tight end. So, out of your top 11, you got five, six spots, maybe? You, I mean, you really got to feel... You probably got to feel it. I can think of three off the bat, two linemen and a running back. For tight end, too. And a tight end. You need another tight end. So, I mean, all, that's what I'm like. I told you this before. Juju, I hear people saying, Juju's a luxury pick. I mean, he's a luxury person. You know, we got three other receivers. I don't think the receiving court will be as good right away without Juju. But but it's also it's also like you said that, that it's it's also not like yeah he's like saying here say he's 16, 17 mil like that's not how the contract has to to lay out in terms of like we can still sign him and still have the contract read in a situation to where it's it's team friendly for this year and then you know he he yes. gets more money next like next year because and, 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 and to do that. So basically, the 16 or 17, 18 million is a is an average a year. That's I mean, that's anytime you talk about a, a, a number like that, that's just the average per year. The structure of the contract is was 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 what you're looking at. Now, to for Juju to sign a contract that's friendly for the team this year to get to the better years next year, you're gonna have to do something the Steelers don't normally do, and that's guarantee more money up front. So, and I said the only pe person I can think of whoever gets money like that is the quarterbacks. And especially on Pittsburgh, it would be Ben. You know, when he used to sign a deal, AB. they give him fit. Yeah, AB got it. But, they, you know, ben, I don't even think AB got like 50 mil up front. AB no. got like 20 mil or something up front, yeah. 20, 25. And then, of course, the next year they gave him, you know, the, they took the roster bonus and made it a bonus bonus. So, I mean, basically in his first two years, he got 20, 30 million. So well, it was like... Well, the other thing, too, was that that I was going to say, sorry to, to cut you off, but I was going to say, just to kind of add on to what I was saying earlier, was what you usually say, which is, does the person want to be there? And I've been saying, I've been seeing Juju, like, all over there, like, I want to be there. Like, you know, like, I, like, 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 let's talk, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I, I told you, I told you, the stuff Juju is saying, he doesn't have to say. So, I mean, like, I see no reason for him not to say it unless that's what he truly wants to do. Now, he understands there's a business. And all we know Juju by his business. Look what he's done off the field. Like, he like he ain't hurt for money in a certain stance. He, I think for Pittsburgh, he's just trying to let them know, look, I really want to be there. So let's get to the table and figure it out. And, and and let's be fair too. Like that. Like don't just 
think because I want to be there, I need to take less. Let's just get to the table and figure something out. And I know it's a bad season for me to be on free AC, but that just that is what it is. I think for him, it's just like make an offer, a respectable offer, so we can sit down and negotiate something. And that's I think that's what he wants. And if I'm the Steelers, I told you before, there's two guys I think they can sign. They just got to make the money work. And I think now with being given back $5 million, I think that opens up. A Juju Sutton combo? A Juju Sutton combo. Because I'm like, like you said, if you guarantee Juju 30, 30, 40 million in the first three years, but structure it to where like the signing bonus is a way to like he get it. You know, I don't know how they can structure it, but I know, I know they can't, I know they're not going to get away with this year's cap hit for Juju being only less than, you know, three, four, five, six, seven mil. But I'm like, that five mil being gave back probably helps towards that. Yeah. Without That's him idea. giving that five mil, then you like, there's no way you can structure that. Now, an extension for Nelson, you can structure anything you want for an extension because it's, it's like it's an extension of a contract. But for a free agent contract, a new signing, it's hard to structure it around, you know, the salary cap, especially with them being up so close. So, like you said, if they do a couple of restructures and, 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 uh, you know, a, a couple of things they make it afford both of them. I, that's who I would try to pay. And, and I mean, it, it just it just makes no sense to to let to not extend Nelson or DeCastro because. I, I, clearly, that's what I said. Clearly, clearly they, they multiple. Only, th- what was, what was they only need like three year deal. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it'll be a new four year contract, but it'll be a three year extension. Well, well, the, on top of it, it's also like everybody in like you know we said before it really was confirmed. Like it, it looked like DeCastro was off next year, and everybody like multiple think people think he was hurt. So oh, given yeah. given, I, given no that's way, the case, we there's that? no way the way he came back that that he was healthy. Like when I say healthy, like you know, hundred percent coming in healthy. I think he was probably playing at around 70 percent. And that and that and that's probably I mean because I don't know we all know it's a knee injury. I think he just got to the point where he could tolerate it, but it took away from his effectiveness because his whole game is technique and 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 the ability to move, like he put his hands on you and throw you out of the way. The, his ability to move and use technique and leverage on you is what made him one of the top guards in the league. And, like, for, for his play last year, it looked like he was struggling to do those things. And I think it was physical. It couldn't have been mental. It couldn't have been, like, he didn't know the play or get, he couldn't get the – like, you could see it. And I and it's hard to see it looking, you know, unless, you know, like I did, I looked at some game tape, to all 22. And you could see he has problems pulling. He had problems, you know, getting leverage or getting to a spot out of front, second level. And, and like, he would get out to a spot and couldn't adjust his body to where guys are just going around him. And, you know, a whole, it was a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, there's no way you trying to tell me the top, one of the top two guards to me in the league all of a sudden looks like a bottom 30 dude. Way below average. There's like no way unless he's just struggling. And I mean, it was it was a lot. It was part of the reason why they struggled. So I, I, um, I I look forward to them making some decisions, and I like I I don't 
I don't think you restructure the Castro until you figure out is if, if he's a part of signing Juju. Like this to me, this is basically doing we can move on. You basically have talked to Juju. Here's we agree to this contract. And then you go, okay, hold on, Juju. Let me make sure I make the money right. And you having these conversations with Nelson and with uh, the Castro's representative at the same time. It's almost like those have to come together at the same time for you to sign Juju. I think right now you got the money to go sign Nelson without doing much. Um, but if you want both or any other outside guys, I think, and I, and then this is also, you might have to cut Vince Williams. I don't know how the money's going to work out, but I, I mean, that's, to me, that's it's just like it, for this podcast situation, I think that's just, you got to be looking at that stuff in the next 10 days. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we should definitely be on top of that, but that's also another reason to like, kind of like I was saying earlier, like how you were talking about even cutting like Vince Williams and drafting a quarterback. So now, now we're probably, I mean, I, I'm really, really hoping that we get our compensatory picks um, within, the Dude, next, within the next week. It should be soon. I, I told you last week, this stuff usually happens right around the first of March. Everything start happening. Boom, boom, boom. So I think this, I think this year is a little different because, you know, it's the whole, you know, <laughs> we we worrying about where the salary cap even go up or down. Usually we're looking at what's the number going to be ahead. You know, that's usually what you're waiting on. Right now, we don't know if it's up, down, around. And that's that's the big thing. And they just ain't going to allow us nothing until they literally get this done. I, I think the teams have a good idea, though. Hello, you there? Yeah. Okay. I, I was saying I think um, the teams have a good idea. So they have us. Are from what I've seen, they said we might get a fourth and a another fourth and a six. Um, is what's projected for us. So obviously, the other two quarterbacks that we have on our roster are Rudolph and Haskins. Um. Mm -hmm. I kind of looked at a few other numbers and wrote some down. I'm not really going to go over them, but let's just say they had very, very similar numbers to their sample size. Um, was it Rudolph? Rudolph started eight games. Haskins started seven. So it was really one less, but their QBRs for the, this is uh, 2019, by the way, because that was obviously the year they both started um, at the same time. Um, but they both had like, Haskins, Q, Haskins QBR for the year was like 28. Rudolph's was 36. So obviously those are both horrendous. Um, so it's safe to say that we're probably looking outside of what we have for a starting QB. Now, the problem with that is, is in a year of very good QBs, all the mock drafts I've seen and pretty much general consensus are the top four or five will probably be gone within the top 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that leaves us with a few names I've seen fall out of the top, which is like Trask. Um, like you were saying, was it Mond? Mond, yeah. Uh, Mond. Uh, I've seen Matt Jones as a possible person to fall. He's considered top five, but 
it's possible from what I've seen that he might fall. Um, so obviously we know, we know that we need linemen. However, if we don't resign Juju or Sutton, I don't know what that means for free agency, but I would assume that we would go after linemen, but I'm just going to keep it to the draft right now. Do you think, so what, First off, what what do you think that means now that we know that all three of those guys literally are not scheduled to be on the team next year? Yeah. So do you think that that means that we definitely have to draft a, a quarterback now um in the in the first like early like in the early rounds cuz I'm like the Steelers and this is something I wanted to bring up um too cuz we know the Steelers have a we look at we definitely look at the positions we need but we also do a best player available. Like they're very big on the best player available. Mm -hmm. So um, does that, because I know a lot of people have us drafting Harris, but I'm like, if Harris is there or Mac Jones is there or Trask is there, which one do you get? Or do you still go with linemen? But I'm like, I've seen, I, I just don't know if the Steelers would rather draft Cause to me, it's like, would you rather get a lineman like that for sure? Like, would you rather get a lineman in the later rounds where you can get a bunch of them? Like, or would you rather get a lineman early and miss out on a position to where it's like, I feel like you need them to be a, a, a higher caliber pick. Like you need, like if you're going to draft a running back and for this team or another quarterback for this team, like those are, less like less in abundance than the other positions to me like yeah yeah like, I, I think getting a tackle or 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 getting a back or not 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 like a defensive back but like a inside linebacker like i mean obviously you probably want to get one of those early too but i'm like for what we need it's like do we definitely need another inside linebacker we definitely need a running back we definitely need a quarterback but i'm like with the way that the draft is laid out it's like I, I just feel like there's going to be so many offensive players taken early this year because I'm like if you hear what everybody's talking about it's like do we need offense especially mm -hmm. certain teams like uh like younger teams like Arizona um the Jets the Dolphins uh you know obviously the Jaguars are going to be literally drafting everybody Texans don't got no picks so it don't it don't matter you're right um, Patriots, I think, all these, all these teams I, are reloading. Like to me, like to. I, I think, I think this is where you know we've said this several times. This is when you count on your front office doing their job, your scouting doing their job, because every team is in the same position pretty much every year, right? So you're not only you're not only drafting for yourself, you're also drafting against all the other teams. And this is to me, the beauty of the draft. You don't know what you're going to get period, but you do know who's available to draft. So from a scouting perspective, you hoping your scouts are drafting. I mean, your scouts are scouting guys that's draft eligible and putting priorities on like, you hope your evaluations of a players are, are dead on to where you say, these are NFL caliber guys, whether they're ready tomorrow, Already today, you don't know. But what you do know is you hope by your scouting is that you identify talent. And that's why you, 
you really hope you never go into the draft with knees per se where I got to have a center because I don't have a center on my, on my uh, roster that I feel comfortable with that could play tomorrow. Because if you go into the draft saying I got to have a center, but you've only scouted and identified four centers that you think can make, actually be an NFL player, then you get into the draft and you, you, know, you slide it in a certain position and you're never able to draft one of those guys, then what? That's why I think the Steelers always try to take a philosophy of let's try to make our roster game ready before we get to the draft. Because when you get to the draft, first of all, it's not an exact science to say every player you're going to get is be a good player regardless of what round they come in. But you're hoping your scouting, your front office, they identified enough players that when you get to the draft, you're like, I'm trying to take the best player available for my team when my, when my time comes up to, to, to pick. Now, saying all that, this year, is a bit of a nominee for the Steelers because they do have so many holes on their team. So I'm like, that's why, to me, you got to get all your draft picks in a in a row. And I just think because the pillars, the Steelers are where they're picking this year in the first two or three rounds, I think it's prudent to have more picks than just, like you said, a pick in a round. So sitting at 24. To me, you're not going to be available to move up and give away draft picks to try to move up and get a quarterback when you already just said yesterday that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a star quarterback for this year. So I'm like, to me, that says I don't move up to get a quarterback, but I definitely got to draft one because next year I won't have any quarterbacks that's signed to the Pittsburgh Steelers that's going to be, you know, whatever the situation may be. And I ain't saying the guy you get is actually going to be the starter next year. I'm just saying you want to get a guy to say, hey, at least I have a quarterback on the roster. That's an NFL quarterback. Now, whether he plays well or plays good, that's another topic. But I'm like, you don't even have one signed to the roster. So, to me, you got to get a guy. And to me, because you don't have a guy, that slides quarterback up in the earlier rounds to draft one. It's just prudent on the front office and the scouting staff to identify some guys to say, hey, if we don't get one of the top three or four quarterbacks and we're sitting at 24, who can we may get in the second and third rounds or the fourth rounds that we think with a little bit more teaching and sitting a year behind Ben could actually be a viable NFL quarterback next year or later this year or whatever. And that's what you're hoping the scouting is doing for any position. But since we're talking about the quarterback, yes, I think quarterback is one. Offensive line is definitely one. Um, you know, like we said, we need linebacker running back. But you just don't know where you're going to be able to pick those guys and what actually fits in your system. Because fitting in your system to me is a lot more important as well as talent, but fitting to your system helps because then when you bring them in, you still got to teach these guys. You still got, they still got to learn to be better to get on the field. So this is where it's just the scouting and the coaching and all this stuff has to help lead into the draft of free agency. So that's why I'll go back to the last point before we move on. 
That's why I think it's important that you're able to have signed Juju because Juju is a known commodity and your best receiver. And next year, you're going to lose Washington, possibly, because he's not signed. So, and, and we, we the receiver down that was running back the pack, the, the kick, uh, kickoffs and punts this year. McLeod. He's a restricted free agent. He ain't signed this year. Yeah, I've seen some people were saying uh, they should just re-sign him and start using so him like, as a receiver. So I'm like, really, you only got two receivers signed. So that's what I'm saying. The offense got a whole lot of issues going on, more so than the defense. So you, you think we should definitely uh, – cause I, like that was my whole other thing too is like even even if – even if we did sign Juju and Sutton, I would have still I would still assume we we still have cap space. Um, now, obviously, like you said, we we do need like dra- like we do have like draft pick like you know money for draft picks. But I'm I'm thinking after we restructure, we should still be able to sign a few guys based on what I've seen other people saying as well. Yeah, I I don't think you restructure yet unless you. I mean, I, I think you do restructure. I just don't think you go crazy restructuring because that's pushing a little more money in the later year. Well, we only got. You, well, you said it. I mean, ex- extensions. Sorry, uh, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be restructuring. Be it'd be more extensions. Um, yeah, I don't think you do that until you're deep in the discussions with, um, you know, some free agents. And I think hopefully now that they got Ben all signed, and you you're having conversations anyway, even though you're trying to sign Ben. Well, now that Ben is, you know, signed, then you go to work. You go to work really trying to show up some guys. Um, even though you've been having discussions, I, and I hope you've been having discussions. But, you know, now you're like, okay, you know, let's, let's go to work because it's important that we get some guys in place before we get the free agency and before we get to the draft because – After that, we need 100% attention on to the draft and these pro days and all the other stuff that's going to be started going on full tilt. Um, you know, so. And, and we know Pittsburgh builds their team through the draft. And I just think this is the first time in my recent memory in the last 20, 25 years that we've had this much roster displacing and, 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 and roster openings opening up over the next two years. So it's important, man, we get it together. Because typically we go in there like, yeah, there's a few holes here and there. We're, we're wide open right now. Wide open. We need a lot of work. But, you know, it, it is, it's exciting. You know, I'm excited to watch it and see it. And we having this podcast and we asking questions and we doing a whole bunch of things. But I'm excited. I mean, we last week, we didn't know we were going to get Ben signed. Now we got him signed. And if you look around, we're under the cap now. Yeah, and I mean, so, and and as we, you know, obviously we're wrapping up this week, but, um, you know, as we do the podcast next week too, that'll be literally like, like what is that, four or five days before the, the new league season? League season so, starts. Basically the new season starts. There should be a bunch of, I'm, a, I'm assuming there's going to be some some stuff going on next week too, so. 
Yeah, um, and I, I like I, I'm seeing a we, bunch of teams like getting ready to trade people. So I'm like, you know, obviously one one thing happens that that uh, that affects everything else in the league. So that that's also what I'm I'm looking to see. Um, especially if Darnold ends up getting traded or Watson. Yeah. And, and, and D, think of it this way. If Pittsburgh identifies uh, Sam Donald as a guy they want, because, you know, they know what his salary is going to be next year because he's still, you know, I don't know, what is it, 20-something million next year on, on his fifth-year option? Was it Darnold? Yeah, Donald. You, you may decide, hey, if we can work out a good trade for him, you take him because he saw the – the issue we talking about having a quarterback on the roster. Yeah. I'm, I'm just more like, I, I, I saw somebody else say, and I kind of agree with it is, is it enough? Is it enough to, and I think you were saying, well, for one, it, have you seen enough for him to trade him? And then two, it's, I'd rather have a situation where like you were saying to where, and I think what the Steelers are also looking at is even, even if this year doesn't, we don't win a Super Bowl, which is a stretch anyway. It's, are we going to have a, a a team next year that's capable of competing? And I and yeah. I think and I think that's very important because I'm not big on trading picks to other teams solely no. for the fact just for one guy. When I feel like, man, we have like this is again like one of the deeper draft. Like it's like last year was a deep draft, and this draft is deeper than that draft so i'm like and it might be one of the deepest drafts in years and for all positions so i'm just like if we're gonna have 10 11 picks like i want us to use all those especially in and you know obviously we're not gonna even get on the the subject of man if we trade back i pick i, I might fall out like i might i might literally i would die yeah i might literally just pass out but I, I would too but i i think I think um, we this will be probably the last bit we talk about in the next few minutes, but I think this year's draft is setting up for way more moves than we typically see from every team. Just just for I look around the league, man, there's so much going on. Like we still waiting on a bunch of uh, things to happen with other players, you know. So I just I just really think the Steelers could use that to their advantage this year to say because of how we're setting up cap wise, how we're setting up what I don't even think we got what we got only 20 something players signed for next year, period. And you got to have 53, you know, it's like you, you need to use your ability, your assets to gain more assets for this year and next. And I'm like, I, I think it's one of the reasons why they won't be signing a few guys and hoping those guys get signed away so they can use the extra draft picks next year again, um, comp compensatory picks. So that's why, you know, I, I, you know, I, and I know they've had this discussion with these guys because I think Pittsburgh and their meetings are, are pretty upfront with most guys. Like, we so would yeah, love to have... Are you talking about next year is in 2022 or...? 2022, yes. Okay. So this year, 2021, I just think you use that first round pick for leverage because because I really look at when the quarterbacks go off, it's going like you said, it's going to be a run to me on offensive players this year. I really do. I think this is an offensive heavy draft. 
But what that tells me is the good defensive guys are going to slide. And don't be surprised if we pick a defensive guy again first. Or you could go, dude, why would I pick the fifth best tackle when I can pick the first court running back? You know, or the or the or the second corner, you know, or the third corner. So that's that's what I look at. I want value for my first round picks and a guy that I think can step in and play some right away. So I just look at once once the quarterbacks fly off and a couple other guys start flying off in front of us, then I'm like, I'm hoping the phone is ringing. Because I'm like, as it gets down to 18, 19, 20, teams start calculating. There's six guys we want. I'm sitting at 30, but there's six guys. If I can move up to 24, I give up my 30th pick and another third round or whatever to move up. Pittsburgh should take that because I said before, and I'm advocating, move back. Stay in the first round. I ain't saying move out of the first round. I'm saying stay in the first round, move back and pick up another pick and have in the top 150 picks, have darn near five picks. Especially if you know the reports are out, we're gonna get an extra fourth. If I can get five picks in the first four rounds, that's a lot of needs, man. For what we need. It's a lot. So No, absolutely. No, we definitely need to uh like you said, we usually build through the draft and that that's another reason I I really don't see us just just getting rid of our picks lightly. So it it's it's one of those things like I I really think what's gonna happen in the next few weeks is gonna be important for us. Like we might, last, we might go ahead. In the last twenty years, every time we've given away picks and moved up, look at the players we've got: Troy Palomalo, Devin Bush, and Mika. You talking about Hall of Famer? You talking about a, a All Pro guy? in his first two years, three years, whatever Minka's on. And you talking about what I consider our, most, our best linebacker right now. And I'm like, I think that the Steelers did it in the first round. And I'm looking at most of the players they draft in the first round. But I'm like, this year, you got to use that chip to gain, because we got a lot of holes and we need a lot of talent. We need players over the next two years. I mean, I don't ever remember a time in I'm 50 in the last 30 years, but going back to the 80s when we had this many holes in the next two years of players. You got to fill it with talent. And so, like, the usual, and that's why I'm like, when people are like, man, a lot of people going to leave and go to other teams, I think Pittsburgh knew that coming up. We got to replace it with young talent in the draft. And we're going to use the draft. We're going to use the draft like we always do. So, like, if we lose four or five players this year, the free agency, then that we're probably going to get three picks back next year. You know, a third and or two-thirds and a fourth or a fifth. So, yeah, then you're looking I at... I saw we were supposed to get, like... Hold on. I, I just was reading an article on it. Go ahead, though. I'm going to look for the article while you... No, but I'm like, that's that's that is... When you look at Khan and Colbert and, and, and the Brandon guy in the front office, this is why they are two, three, four years ahead and planning. You got to stay ahead. You got to stay in the moment, but plan ahead. And this is what I think they've been doing now. So if I look at the cap for next year for us, as of what Spot Rock is saying for 2022, 
the cap space for the top 51 for us next year is a uh, 100 and what is it D? Uh, I got it. 146 million dollars. Right now as we talk. So it's like you you got money to spend next year. And but we always play play to win. So like we planning for playing for now, planning for later. And like when you got that much space, I mean New England got 221. Do they have anybody signed? Yeah, they they say they said we might we might end up next year with if we say if we lose what we like everybody, like we don't sign I think they're saying just about any everybody, yeah. Yeah. They're right saying we're now, gonna we're gonna get two thirds, a fourth, and a fifth. Yeah, and that's including what we already got. So that's what I'm like, and that's and that's depending, of course, if we don't sign any free agents this year. I don't think we're gonna sign any free agents. That's why I think it's prudent to sign who we want off our team now. I told I told you that the only the only position I, I would even look at is maybe a, a veteran guard, and and. I mean, it like 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 I, I'm I'm just really like if we can sign some like a good running back too, like I I I like some of the running backs we got. So that's, I think that's, I think we talked the about one this position, too. That's the one position for me. If you know, not even a lineman or center and running back is pretty the two positions that I would say we could get one of those covered before we get the free agent or the draft with a good player. That's you know for the next two or three years, I would do it. But, you know, at the same point, I think we're sitting in a good position to draft one of those guys, too, for what we got right now. So, you I mean, I would, still, I would still draft one of them, that. Like, because to me, I'm oh, like, I, still would too. I cut Samuels, and then I, 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 I literally bring, it, bring in, like... I oh, definitely. I, I'm still drafting them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just right. saying, going to the draft prepared to say, I have my team pretty much set. I just need to add more talent. Instead of saying, oh, I got to draft these guys because I ain't got no receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to – I think you go into the draft not trying to feel needs so much more than putting talent on your team in those positions. So would you choose – which one would you choose if you had to pick one in the free agency center? Yes, center. Yeah. Because I think it's the hardest – harder position of the two to have somebody be successful. And I'm not calling running back dumb, even though you know they say running backs are dumb. But I'm like, I just feel like running back is an easier position to get a rookie to come in and be successful. You know, you see it every year. No, absolutely. I mean, you when you when you sign a guy, you're you're signing the guy t- because you're you're expecting that he's gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna and I'm doing my my hand my hand signals, but the guaranteed production. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I feel you. I'm, and especially because, again, like to me, it's if we do sign a center, then that means there's a higher probability of us if he's there signing somebody like a like a like a Travis Etienne or or Nahi Harris, because um, it's very very plausible that they're, they're going to be there at 24 um, yeah. over over like a, a Mac Jones or a Kyle Trask. Um, so I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if knowing, because again, the Steelers do have a, a best player available philosophy. Um, I'm, I'm certain that if uh, the quarterbacks are gone and you got you got Harris there at 24, they're probably going to take them. Um, yeah. But 
or, or, or if not, you go, listen, this is what I'm saying. You are prepared to watch your board as the draft is happening. Because you're like, you know, every year in with me, there is somebody that falls or, go, you know, falls. It's like you didn't think was going to be there at 24. You know, or or there's inevitably there's a run on like I remember the one year we we were like going to drive the corner, and we were sitting at twenty something, and all of a sudden five corners was drafted before us. You know, it's like wow, and you know I think we reached for the next best corner that year. So I like you just don't want to be in that position where you got to reach for because you desperately need a corner. And like all of a sudden, you get in the sixth best corner. That's really a second, late second round pick. You get in the first round, and it's like that's what I mean. The scouting and the stuff has to come together for you to be able to go look. You know, let's not get the sixth best corner where we can get the second best running back. You know, so that that and you know, as we talk in the next few weeks, because we you know, as we got. Basically, what now we're down to seven weeks before the draft. I think every week now we can start talking more uh, after the next couple of weeks, start talking about draft and guys, positions, and all that stuff. So we're diving into that. Bring some guests on and let them give their opinions to some other Stiller fans. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to talk to my boy because I already talked to him about him coming on. So we should probably. Uh... I'll see if he can come on like the week of free agency. Yeah, uh, have him come on as much as he can. I, I, you know, you will welcome. We'll yeah. welcome. Yeah. So, all right, later. we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for listening again. Um, you know, we're excited to have Ben back. I am, at least for one more year. I think he's the best option we could have, and we got him on the cheap. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with. It's with a win-win. Yeah, I don't, win-win. I don't, for for me, Ben Ben coming back, which is a, again what I didn't even have a debate like, uh, uh, is it right or wrong? Or and it's not 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 only because he's the best option, but I also think it's like I you know like I I tell you all the time, and you know how I am. Like if I if I actually felt like Ben was a problem, I'd be yelling it from the the hills. But I'm just like Ben. Ben made Ben threw four interceptions that last game, and he threw four touchdowns. But to yeah. me, when I'm when I'm watching, uh, and oh, this is something I wanted to, I wanted to say too before we got off. Um, when I'm watching a game, I I very much look at the flow of it, which is a weird way to to look at sports. But to me, it's because I, I watch a bunch of different sports and football. Football, similar to another sport that I love, soccer, is very dependent on, uh, like, your philosophy of how you run your team, like your tactics. And there's no tactics to having a quarterback throw, like, 60 times a game. Like, there's no there's no philosophy there that you, you feel like an identity that they're working off of. So that that's kind of something I'm like, for the position that Ben – like put us in like we we beat the people that were in front of us we went 12 and 4 the team as a whole looked horrible that last playoff game so i'm like dude we we signed them we signed them to a, a one year theoretical deal but i mean like if he plays well he he can keep playing and then yeah. it, and then it, and then it's one of those things where it's like we didn't do what people who weren't watching this the 
the the team and people who need clicks were saying is like, oh, he needs to retire. And it's like, but I'd be on that hill. I'd be on that hill too if he looked like a Peyton Manning or, or Drew Ble- Drew Brees. But I'm like, right. he, he that just wasn't the case to me without without going more into it. But I'm just like that that wasn't the case to me. So talk to me when we we actually go into the playoffs one year, which I haven't seen in the last six years. When we go in there completely healthy, uh, we go in there with a good offense, which with the run game, you know, everybody isn't hurt. And then we get blown out by a team. So when when that happens, we 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 can talk about uh, an individual player not not being the reason that we 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 fail or, or don't win the Super Bowl. But that hasn't been the case any of the years, especially the last five years that I've been watching the team. It hasn't been one one person. It's been a, it's been a team a team uh, reason that like we haven't like it's just we we haven't looked good on running the football and our coaching has looked terrible. So yeah. I, I, it's one of those things. Go ahead. I, I I agree. I don't think it's been one, one main reason. I think it's been a collective failure. And when you play a team sport, you can't have, you can't, you can't have, if it's 10 things, you can't look half, half done. And we've looked at times where there's been through injury or preparation or whatever. It looks like we're just not there at times. And it's like, it's a number of reasons for that to me. And I think, to me, I think it's definitely over the last two or three years been offensive philosophy to me, coaching. Um, and game, game, game play, not preparation, but the actual game play um, to me has been way off. Um, but I I hope this year with the new coaches again, I, I do. Some of the coaches they brought in, I saw an improvement. That defensive backfield the last two years, to me, has looked way vastly improved over the last four, five years before that. And that's, to me, been a direct correlation. I give them props. The new guy coming in that now is in charge of it totally. Um, and now you hope with some of the new guys you brought in for the line, the new coordinator, you hope that starts showing going back to some continuity and some with the talent you we have, we shouldn't look like a five and ten team sometimes like we do. I, I'm never going to be totally upset on winning and losing. That's a result. But I like you can't even get the, the you know winning and losing if you just look a certain way. And that's what you're saying. You're looking at game flow. You're looking at stuff, and it's like, man, we look like we're struggling just to get third and one consistently. You know, with all this talent, it ain't like we running out there with you know. With the JV team playing against the varsity team, we looking like we just look lost at times, or, or, or you know, like you said multiple times, it's third and one, and we throwing bombs just because the line of scrimmage is stacked. You know, it's like, dude, we just trying to get one yard. We're not trying, you know. I'm like, you, but, but but for me, it's like even if you can't get one yard, it's like at at that point, you would expect your coordinator. To be like, all right, I gotta, I gotta play to get us some quick yards. Not like yeah. we gonna throw it twenty yards and, and and hope for the best. Like it's like no, like that's there, right. there. It's almost also times when I go, where's the adjustment on personnel? You remember I said this to you all the time. Sometimes it ain't just the play. It's like the personnel in the game to 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 make the play. You know, like like I just I just don't get it. 
No, you know, it, I don't either. It, it's one of those things when I look around, I'm like, I, I, I am just totally bewildered. Um, so I don't know. We we will see. You know, it's just one of those things you're looking at going into the to the to the season, and you're just hoping there's ways to 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 be better. So. But all right, everybody. We'll uh, we, you know, see what see what happens next week. I'm pretty sure there'll be as we get closer to the the new league year. There's gonna be a bunch of stuff happening. So stay tuned. Yes, yes. See you next time. Oh, mama, I can hear you are crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long.